Every part of your vehicle serves a purpose, especially your tires. When they aren't right, it makes a big difference in safety. So, find great deals on trusted brands of automotive and specialty tires for farm machinery, utility vehicles, and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Heating and cooling in Mount Horeb. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Boy, not a lot to complain about weather-wise yesterday or the forecast for the weekend. How are you? Five minutes after 5 o'clock. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. So glad you could join us. We have got a lot of information coming your way between now and 6 o'clock. Monday, 7 a.m., that is when the application process opens up for all Wisconsin farmers for the $50 million in direct farm assistance from the state. Now, this program is being coordinated through the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection and the Wisconsin Department of Revenue. And DeGuermo from the Department of Revenue is going to join us before 6 and give you all the details you need to prepare this weekend so you can be at the front of the line Monday when that application process goes live. Well, we're going to be lively this weekend, I'll bet, because the weather looks really nice. Today, sunshine and 78. Tomorrow, sunshine and 68. Sunny on Sunday and 71. Monday, a few clouds, but still 77 degrees. Then we warm up, and then there's a little bit more of a possibility of uh, rain in the forecast. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has those details coming your way in about 15 minutes. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. It's a topic that makes me itch just thinking about it, but we are into those summer months or wanting to spend some more time outdoors, whether we're going for walks or maybe even headed into the woods. And Pam, mosquitoes and ticks are some of those pests out there that we want to know how they're looking, whether it comes to our health or the health of our furry family members. And you had the chance to chat with some of the experts out there. Yeah, you're right, Caitlin. I think a lot of us, uh, we enjoy Wisconsin weather, but we always know it comes with some inherent uh, issues, and many of them are called mosquitoes and ticks. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, you're at the southern end of the world's longest bar to Madison, and now let's face it, earlier this week, you saw what tropical storm Cristobal brought to the state of Wisconsin. More moisture, that coupled with the mugginess and heat that we've got in the state means that our mosquito population continues to swell, and the ticks are out there. P.J. Leash, university entomologist on the Madison campus, is keeping an eye on it all, and despite the fact that COVID-19 has largely shut down his laboratory. He is still accepting uh, people's samples, their requests for information from all across the state. I asked him, what are we looking at this year as far as mosquitoes and ticks? He decided we better start with something that can be in Wisconsin year-round, ticks. So let's talk about the ticks first, because um, ticks are definitely active. And I'd like to remind uh, listeners that if there's no snow on the ground and it's above freezing, you could potentially bump into ticks 
any month of the year. I, I found them in January, February before. But for us in Wisconsin, often the months of April and May are a peak period of tick activity. Um, and with COVID-19 going on, a lot of us are maybe cooped up at home um, and uh, trying to get out and stretch our legs. And that may mean going to a local park or hitting some local nature trails. So we might be spending a bit more time out in the woods, so to speak, where we might bump into ticks. So make sure you are Wearing long sleeves, using repellents. Um, if you have uh, outdoor dogs and cats, make sure you're treating those pets um, preventatively and, and checking them for ticks as well. Uh, and then once you get back in, make sure to do tick checks uh, of yourself. Maybe that's in the evening when you're going to take a shower or after you get home from hiking and you're showering off. Um, because a, a tick check really can be an important precaution. What I'm getting at is the notion that if you're bitten by a deer tick, for example, and that deer tick is carrying Lyme disease, that tick really has to be attached for a significant length of time for about 36 to 48 hours um, or longer for it to really um, effectively transmit Lyme disease to you. So that's if you come in, you check yourself for ticks, even if you have one on you and it's only been on an hour or two and you remove it, your chance of getting Lyme disease is really pretty minimal at that point. So ticks are out there and active. Mosquitoes, though haven't seen a whole lot of mosquito reports out there, but uh, they're definitely coming. Um, when I've been looking at growing degree days, for example, we're uh, lagging a little bit behind some previous years, so we are getting some nice um, warm days here at the moment. That's going to help um, you know, move them along here in the near future, but it wouldn't surprise me if inside of the next uh, two weeks or so, we saw that big batch of mosquitoes. So unfortunately, I think they're out there just biding their time. Uh, I went for a walk a day or two ago and was checking puddles, and there's some big larvae out there. They're uh, going to be turning to pupae soon and very shortly thereafter popping out as adults. Now, do we ever have any indication as far as volume of the population for mosquitoes, PJ? I mean, let's face it, I think each of us thinks that we have a full backyard or that they're all around us. But I mean, seriously, do we ever have any kind of trends as far as mosquito population, or is that just an impossible question to answer? Well, um, we get some elements of being able to predict it. We know in general that mosquitoes are associated with water. They need water for the, the juvenile stages, the larvae and pupae, to develop in. Um, it gets a little complicated, though, because we have so many darn different types of mosquitoes. In Wisconsin, we have close to 60 different types. Um, there are some mosquitoes that if you have a really rainy year, they're going to do really well. We have some other mosquitoes where it might have been rain um, from a previous year or two, and that caused them to lay eggs, and the eggs can sit there for several years just waiting, biding their time for some more rain to show up. We actually have some other species of mosquitoes that do better under slightly drier conditions, which sounds a little counterintuitive, but if you think of like an urban or suburban area where you have these rainwater catch basins for uh, water runoff on roads, there's often a little cistern or catch basin in there. And uh, if you get a lot of rain, it actually flushes those out because they overfill. And, and if there were mosquito larvae developing in there, they get flushed downstream, so to speak, and that may end up killing them. Versus if it's drier and those don't get washed out, those types of mosquitoes like uh, the northern house mosquito Culex pipiens, which can be associated with West Nile virus, can do better under those conditions. So um, we can gauge to a certain extent. We know we've had rainy conditions last several years. 
in the last couple of weeks, we've had quite a bit of rain here in Wisconsin. So I think we've got some decent conditions. We won't know the exact mosquito numbers, though, until they start emerging here in the coming weeks. Sure, sure. I know that normally every spring you're also keeping an eye out for anything new. Um, You mentioned ticks and the number of tick types that we can have in Wisconsin. Uh, Is there anything that's on your radar, PJ, that you've heard of from other entomologists, uh, maybe Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, or something like that? Anything that we have to be on the lookout new or different this year in Wisconsin's outdoors? Well, nothing really is is coming to mind in terms of of new. Um, I am thinking of some things that we see generally every year, um, like some of our migratory crop pests. Um, And often we can get a heads up looking at what they're seeing in Illinois in terms of potato leafhopper and cutworm and armyworm migration and things like that. And so every week I check the Wisconsin Pest Bulletin. I know we're starting to see some activity from some of those insects. So, you know, if you're a farmer, um, we have had some decent flights of cutworms and armyworms, which means over the next couple of weeks, those caterpillars may be making their presence known. So just something to have in, in the back of your mind out in your farm fields. But again, it's nothing necessarily new. It's just uh, kind of an emerging trend for the year. P.J. Leash along with us. He's our University of Wisconsin entomologist in the Department of Entomology Insect Diagnostic Lab, the fellow you turn to when you've got questions on insects. So, P.J., I've got to ask you, it made news a couple weeks ago, scared the daylights out of people as a a possible (laughs) attacker in the woods. Tell me about this murder, what is it, a murder wasp or a murder hornet that's been making the news? What in the world is that? Because pictures make it a very intimidating insect. Well, definitely. When you see a picture of this insect, it is very large. And what we're talking about is the Asian giant hornet. Now, some of the news headlines, one in particular in the New York Times, called it the murder hornet, which really got folks worked up. It caught everyone's attention made it sound like these insects are out to get mankind, which just doesn't seem to be the case. Now, the quick story with these is they're not native to North America. They come from parts of Eastern Asia, such as China and Japan and that part of the world. Um, We don't know how they necessarily got to North America, but last year, in about August, we had our first sighting, and there was one nest found on Vancouver Island in British Columbia, and that nest was eradicated A few other individuals were noticed in mainland British Columbia in far northwestern Washington state in the U.S. So a little bit of activity there. In 2020, though, there haven't been any sightings of this insect. So that's good news. Some other good news is that the closest sighting to us here in Wisconsin is roughly 1,500 miles away. So the risk for us here in the state of Wisconsin is extremely low at this point. I, of course, am going to be keeping a close eye on the situation this coming year to see if anything does develop. Um, but uh, they are kind of scary looking. They are a very large wasp. The queens can be about an inch and a half to maybe two inches long at their, their larger end of the spectrum form. Um, they've got a distinct yellowish, orangish head, blackish body, and some alternating black and yellowish stripes on the abdomen. So kind of if you asked a, like a six-year-old kid to draw a wasp, they might draw something like that with those stereotypical banding on the abdomen of the insect. Um, of course, they do have a fairly potent sting. There have been deaths reported in the native range. But one thing that kind of piqued my interest, a lot of these news articles mentioned this statistic of 
this Asian giant hornet killing about 50 people per year in the native range of Japan. And I was really curious about that. So I dug into the publicly available demographic data from the Japanese government and found the actual number for about the last decade or so. There have been about 18 deaths reported per year for a category listed as hornets, wasps, and bees combined. So that could include anaphylactic reaction to bee stings. So 18 people per year for comparative purposes in that same database, nearly twice as many people died slipping and browning in their own bathtubs. <laughs> so the notion that these things are out to get mankind doesn't really seem to be true. And you know what? I'm good with that. Thank you, PJ Leash, University Extension Entomologist on the UW-Madison campus. Like you said, really tough to get a handle on the volume of things like mosquitoes or ticks that we're going to be encountering this year in Wisconsin, but you know they're out there. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Dependable, hardworking, an essential part of our everyday life. Farmers, we appreciate you now more than ever before. And you deserve an off-road vehicle that's built extra tough to take you way beyond the daily grind. In fact, you deserve the Can-Am Defender. The Can-Am Defender is the most capable side-by-side yet. And farmers can receive a rebate of up to $1,500 on all new 2020 Defender models at Mad City Power Sports. Stop in for a no-contact test drive or visit madcitypowersports.com. As we move forward and business starts to bounce back, Midwest Family Madison is here to help you stay connected to our community. These local businesses are now open. By 10's Golf Land is open with two 18-hole outdoor mini golf courses, the golf range with golf suites, top tracer, and grass tee areas, a 9-hole par 3 golf and 9-hole foot golf course with lights, plus the signature hole bar and grill is open. The load is heavy right now. Bobcat of Madison is here to help. Fully staffed and available to assist you with all your rental, sales, parts, and service needs. Call 608-221-3360. The River Food Pantry's COVID-19 Emergency Food Fund provides free curbside groceries and supplies, as well as free mobile lunches to children in low-income neighborhoods. Learn more at riverfoodpantry.org. Midwest Family Madison thanks you for your support of local business and encourages you to shop local whenever possible. To see how local businesses are operating today or to add your business to our directory, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com and click on the Now Open tab. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Settlers Bank is doing what needs to be done. We've helped keep 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses by making more than $53 million in payroll protection plan loans. We understand that these small businesses are the backbone of our economy. Working together, we can keep our economy moving forward. Settlers Bank. Timely decisions. Lenders you know. Member FDIC. Equal Opportunity Lender. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All right, here we go. We are at 519, almost 520 now as we get rolling on a Friday. And I'll tell you what, it was an absolutely gorgeous day yesterday at uh, the Blaine's Farm and Fleet location in Madison. And uh, you showed up in droves looking for your Wisconsin Needs Farmer's Yard signs. Uh, We took more to uh, to that stop than we've ever taken, and we still ended up running out before our two hours. Now, if you're still on our list, I want to remind you, just be patient. We've got 8,000 people that we're trying to 
delivered to across the state with about 10 of my staff. So we're running. We will hopefully have more of those general drop-off spots coming up in the near future. Just keep going to MidwestFarmReport.com, and uh, we'll keep you posted there. All right, he's keeping us posted on what's happening as far as weather for the weekend. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Man, oh man, it was a beautiful day yesterday, and honestly, it doesn't look like it's going to change patterns much this weekend, is it, Stu? No, it's going to stay really nice, a little cooler as we uh, head toward tomorrow. I don't know, over in eastern Wisconsin, though, late yesterday afternoon, all the way from Wausau down through the Fox Valley, Fond du Lac, Sheboygan, just a little round of showers fired up about the end of the day, 5 o'clock or a little bit after. Didn't amount to much, a few hundredths of an inch. There's some of that around this morning as well. A weakening cool front is trying to push south through Wisconsin and all the way from Wausau, north-central Wisconsin, over toward the tip of Green Bay and the northern part of the Fox Valley. Scattered, very, very light rain is being seen this morning. And there will be that chance, even a bit later today as that front drops through, for a very scattered shower or maybe a rumble of thunder. I don't expect the rain's going to add up to much of anything. But temperatures today do their best to stay at about normal for this time of the year and will be a lot cooler for Saturday, slowly starting to turn around Sunday. And then by Monday, getting that extra shot, really warming up Monday, Tuesday, well above normal. As the heat rolls in, I think we'll have to watch a bit. Could be an afternoon thunderstorm later Monday as that happens, more likely toward about midweek that rain moves in. And by that time, very much above normal temperatures will be expected. I'll check the forecast right after this. Compere Financial has always been there for our clients and communities in any situation, and our support continues today. Whether it's providing financial services to our local farmers or responding to the funding needs of our community partners, we're here to help. To learn more, give us a call at 844-426-6733 or visit compere.com today. Compere Financial ACA is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Recently, I moved to Wisconsin, and I decided that it was time to change up my insurance. And after a bit of searching, it was pretty obvious that I needed to go with Rural Mutual Insurance. This is Josh Gramlin from the Midwest Farm Report. Not only did I want a great rate and even better coverage, but I wanted a Wisconsin-based insurance company that protects and supports our Wisconsin farmers and agribusiness community. To find out what Rural Mutual can do for you, do what I did and go to RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance. All righty, 523 now, Stu, go ahead. Tell us what we should uh, prepare for. It sounds like we better have plenty of charcoal because this is going to be a grilling weekend. Uh, it doesn't sound like a bad plan, even for breakfast. Mostly <laughs> sunny today, very fine. Upper 70s, could be around 80 or so at La Crosse. That small chance of a midday, late afternoon shower or isolated storm. Eastern Wisconsin, Madison could be by late afternoon having a small chance. Winds will become northwest today about 5 to 10. Otherwise, partly cloudy, even more clear in the night in the west. We drop down in the mid and upper 40s. East winds 5 to 10. Sunny skies Saturday, very fine. Upper 60s, almost 70. Northeast winds at 5 to 10. Sunny Sunday, low 70s, mid 70s in the west. East winds at 5 to 10. By Monday, Pam, back to 80 or better, and then that instability starts to pop up in the afternoon. Well, that's all right. That's Monday. We'll take what we've got this weekend. Good deal, buddy. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you Monday. 
We'll see you then. Bye now. All right. Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist with the weather details we finally can welcome on a Friday headed into the weekend. Uh, right now, it looks like Green Bay does have some light rain showers. So like Stu said, some of that still lingering, but not really threatening our listening area. In Eau Claire, they're clear 55 degrees. La Crosse, clear, currently 57. Mauston, clear and 55. Beaver Dam, clear and 52. Fond du Lac's got a few clouds. They're at 52 as well at the airport. Madison, clear skies and 55 degrees. Now listen up. Coming up after 5.30, I have got details on the application process for the Wisconsin Farm Support Program. This is that $50 million in direct financial assistance to all Wisconsin farms, regardless of what you grow. It's going to be available starting 7 a.m. on Monday. All online application through the Department of Revenue. And DeGarmo with the Department of Revenue is our guest before we hit 6 o'clock. It's 525. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. It's been 65 years since Blaine's Farm and Fleet opened its doors, supplying feed, farm supplies, hardware, and auto parts at low prices to our customers. Today, we continue these traditions, offering brand-name products at everyday low prices, like Sacrete High-Strength Concrete Mix. 60-pound bags are four for 10 bucks. Stay protected with an auto-darkening welding helmet from KT, available in a variety of styles. Your choice, $59.99. Save $30 on brake controllers from Hopkins. Take $3 off Farm and Fleet Gold Automotive Batteries, just $76.99 after sale and exchange. Plus, save on these great doorbuster deals. Farm and Fleet 15W40 Diesel Oil, a 5-gallon pail, just $34.99. Pick up a Graco Magnum X5 Paint Sprayer, it's $249.99. And Farm and Fleet 40-pound bags of original cat food, now $2 off. That's genuine value. From Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. What happens in the kitchen should stay in the kitchen. There shouldn't be sawdust and raw materials all over the house if that's the only room getting a remodel. Some contractors understand that. And some make sure kitchen remodel stays in the kitchen from beginning to end. That's all good. Edge Construction can do a kitchen remodel in as little as 10 days. Check out their work at edgeconstructioncompany.com. See how amazing work can be done in less time. It's true. Edgeconstructioncompany.com. Signs by Tomorrow celebrates all businesses and offices trying to reopen. Don't be overwhelmed. Call Signs by Tomorrow. They can produce professional signage to be safe and welcoming to your customers. Signs by Tomorrow is ready to create protection screens, wall graphics, floor and window banners, and standalone signs. Signs by Tomorrow Madison, your partner in the reopening process. Visit signsbytomorrow.com forward slash Madison. They're always there to help. Air conditioner overheated? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to keep things cool. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to keep your family cool. Call Al Byers Indoor Comfort Systems in Cambridge or Roofer Refrigeration in Monroe. They'll do whatever it takes. Bryant, whatever it takes. This is Pete Gunderson of Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care. We've been assisting families for almost 100 years now. My grandfather first helped families at our original Eastside location. This is Matt Gunderson. Our goal is to provide your family with what you deserve. 
a service individualized for a life well lived. Gunderson Funeral and Cremation Care, your hometown life celebration center. Gunderson Funeral Home. Attorney John Rihala with Clifford and Rihala. When you ride a motorcycle, you can face serious risks from cars around you. It's a fact. Some car drivers don't watch for motorcycles, and they don't see you. Even if they do, some cars don't give bikes the space they need to drive safely. A collision between a motorcycle and a car can be devastating. If this happens to you, we can help. At Clifford and Rihala, we know that motorcycle riders can suffer life-changing injuries in a crash, and we can help you recover the compensation you deserve. If you or someone you care for has been in a motorcycle crash, call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation. We'll fight to help you receive your maximum recovery. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's a grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for a number of money-saving member benefits on equipment, autos, travel, and insurance. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin, Rural Mutual Insurance is rewarding their farm policyholders for their loyalty and commitment to Wisconsin agriculture through their farm dividend program. The farm dividend pays up to 5% back on your farm premium. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how you could qualify. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. We did have the Major League Baseball draft last night, and the Brewers got themselves a steal. Milwaukee picks at 20, and they get a guy, Nelson Garrett Mitchell, who was projected to be sixth overall. How about this little snag by uh, David Stearns? What do you think? Well, it's right out of the Keston Hira playbook. A lot of people I saw upset they didn't get a pitcher. What do you think about that? I'm never one to draft pitching, especially in the first round. And uh, has it ever really, really, uh, I don't know, worked out for the Brewers? With drafting well, I mean, pitching when you go, besides yeah. Ben Sheets? If you go back to the last 20-plus draft picks, you could say two of them became solid Major League Baseball pitchers, and one of them never even played for the Brewers. <laughs> one was Ben Sheets, right? 99. And the other one was who? Who didn't even Jay pitch? Jake Odorizzi. Yeah, who didn't pitch for the Brewers. Who'd they get for Odorizzi again? What was that trade piece? Was uh, he, Mar- was, he was part of the Grinky deal. Grinky deal, that's what it was. Yeah, so the Brewers, I saw people. And then the funny thing is, he never even surfaced really in the major leagues for Kansas City. Yeah, I just, I saw a lot of people pretty upset. And a couple on our Twitter, or I'm sorry, our Facebook page saying like, what the heck? We need arms. How come we didn't get any arms? Well, we looked at the last 20 plus years for the Brewers yesterday. Yeah. And the average hit rate, and by hit, we're going to define that as a player that contributes to the major leagues. Mm -hmm. They hit at 37%. (laughs) In their last 21 first round picks. Yeah, so... 
it's uh, in drafts. Major League Baseball is the biggest crapshoot, right? Right, hundred percent. Yeah, I see. I'm looking at here on um, our Facebook account, Zone Madison. Adam had said, "Okay, highly ranked at a value spot. I get it, but isn't anyone else screaming for pitching and not another outfielder?" Who are and you, me, you, and RJ were in a DM group last night on Twitter. And you, what did you say about can't miss prospects? Yeah, like off the top of my head, I can only come up with like two starting pitcher prospects where the, they were entering the draft. Where you're like, this guy is a can't miss. He's going to be a big league star, and that's Steven Strasburg <laughs> and Garrett Cole. That's two guys. That's two guys. Uh, we have another comment here. Paul says, we need the next Kershaw. We never have any ace pitchers of that caliber. Well, who, Why'd they get Garrett Mitchell? I think we would all say that Brandon Woodruff is probably the Brewers' best starter, right? Yeah, he's the ace right now. He was an 11th round pick. Yeah. I'll, again, say, say that round again, Nelly. He was an 11th round pick. Brandon <laughs> Woodruff was drafted in the 11th round in 2014. And he is now the Brewers' ace. ace. Yes. And he was an eleventh round pick. I just Which technically would be a free agent this year. Yeah. Because this in this draft, excuse me, there's only five rounds. <clears throat> Instead of forty. <laughs> Garrett Mitchell, outfielder out of UCLA. And uh, 21 years old, ranked by MLB.com as the number six overall prospect coming into the draft in his career at UCLA. Mitchell batted 327. With six home runs and 81 RBIs, he also stole 81 bases and had 24 doubles. Those stats came in 121 games, including a pandemic-shortened 2020 season. I like this pick, man. It was uh, when we were talking about this yesterday. We were kind of just like talking about it was um, a guy named Dingler and another guy named Beater that were on everyone's mock drafts. Well, this one, I don't think they figured that Mitchell would be there at 20 because he was the sixth-rated overall prospect. This is great. And st- is the, the hashtag in Stearns we trust still uh, still applying here, Rowdy? Yeah, and like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of out of the Keston Hira playbook because Keston Hira was supposed to be the most major league-ready bat in that draft, the best hitting prospect in that draft, but mm-hmm. he had a elbow concern. Well, he fell to the Brewers. Yep. And that's worked out pretty nice. And that's worked out pretty good because (laughs) he can still obviously hit and the elbow wasn't a huge issue. Well, if you look at Garrett Mitchell, that was, uh, according to his profiles, a kid with all the tools. Yeah. The the thing with him was consistency and health. And he, he had his breakout season, I believe it was in 2019, which was his sophomore year. Yeah. But since then... He got injured that summer where he hurt his leg, so he wasn't able to fully perform on the the big stage for Team USA. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. All righty, 535 now on a Friday morning. Weather looks beautiful this weekend. Today, 78. Tomorrow, 68. Sunny on Sunday, 71. Some clouds rolling in on Monday, 77 degrees. Monday is the big day, 7 a.m. on Monday. 
That's when the application process goes live for all Wisconsin farms to apply for their portion of the $50 million in direct state assistance from the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection and the Department of Revenue. They've worked together on uh, the combination of numbers you're going to need to file starting Monday at 7 a.m. And remember, very tight window of application opportunity, Monday, 7 a.m., through midnight on June 29th. That's it. Anne DeGuermo with the Department of Revenue is our guest this morning. She's going to explain how they worked with the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture to come up with uh, the program, the formulas, and why they believe they complement each other very well on getting this program implemented quickly. Stick around for that and spread the word that Monday is when that application process opens up. Well, today is the 12th day of June. Did you know on this day back in 1899, big tornado came through the community of New Richmond up in northwest Wisconsin. It was right after a circus had come into town. At that time, there were about 2,500 people that lived in New Richmond. It was considered one of the most scenic places in the state. So people had been at the circus, and then the tornado literally came right through the center of town. The flying debris caused damage to over 300 buildings in New Richmond and resulted in multiple deaths in at least 26 different families. They say that storm, that tornado, claimed in total 117 lives and caused 150 injuries on this date back in 1899. And on this date back in 1987, Ronald Reagan's famous challenge to Mikhail Gorbachev to tear down this wall. That's what he said on this date back in 1987. And now you know. Well, I want you to know that uh, we are also paying attention to challenges we might have with our wildlife. Rabbit hemorrhagic disease. If you're out and about this weekend and start noticing dead bunnies in your path or out in fields, you might want to take note of it. So far, Wisconsin has been able to avoid rabbit hemorrhagic disease, but it is spreading across some states in the southern United States. I talked about it with Dr. Darlene Conkle, our Wisconsin state veterinarian. Well, right, Pam, it, it is a disease that's mostly fatal to rabbits, can affect this particular strain, can affect both domestic and wild rabbits, and it is uh, still considered a foreign animal disease in the United States. So as the the name suggests, it does cause internal bleeding. Uh, rabbit owners could see lethargy or uh, other signs first, such as seizures, uh, or may see sudden death. Wow. That's that's terrible. Now, how did they discover it in the southwest? Do they have any idea how it got there, how it's transmitted? The states in the southwest that are affected, which include right now Arizona, California, New Mexico, Colorado, Texas, and Nevada, um, basically found it through uh, people reporting um, sick and dead rabbits. It appears that genetically the strains they're finding in those states are similar, but no information yet as to how it got there. And then transmission. I think there's probably plenty of people that are probably in the rabbit business, be it meat, be it show, be it county fairs, that are suddenly paying very close attention to what you've got to say, Darlene. Mm -hmm. And it could be transmitted in a number of ways, direct contact with infected rabbits, Exposure to excretions, you know, urine, blood, uh, 
also could survive and spread from the carcasses or food and water sources. Mm-hmm. So much like other diseases we talked about, fomites could play a factor here as well. So uh, equipment, water bowls, um, shoes, carrying feces, um, those could be uh, potential ways to spread the disease as well. Dr. Darlene Conkle, our Wisconsin State Veterinarian. So again, you got to be careful if you own rabbits, if you're in the wildlife, just kind of pay attention. Right now, like she said, it's not something we've seen in Wisconsin, but we do need to be aware. Rabbit hemorrhagic disease. Markets in overnight electronic trade. What can I tell you? They're still under some pressure. I just got a story from the National Corn Growers Association. They are estimating that farmers are going to lose about $89 an acre on the corn they've planted this year. That is not a good forecast. December corn still down a penny at 343. November beans down a penny at 876. July wheat's down two at 497 a bushel. Barrel cheese yesterday dropped a penny at 235 and three quarters. 40 pound block cheese was unchanged. Double A butter down five and a quarter cents on Thursday to $1.90 per pound. July milk is down 21 cents at 18.70 a hundredweight. August milk up 35 cents, 17.75 a hundredweight. That's an overnight electronic trade. Now, I want to remind you, coming up in just moments, Anne DeGuermo from the Department of Revenue here in Wisconsin is going to be our guest. Not normally somebody you'd think about with the farm show, but beginning on Monday, the Department of Revenue is going to begin accepting your applications for the $50 million in direct farm assistance through the state. I know there's a lot of programs going on, but let's make sure we don't lose focus on this one. Very narrow window of opportunity. From Monday until midnight, June 29th, so just two weeks' time for all Wisconsin farmers to try to make application. You're going to need your Schedule F tax form, and you're going to need uh, your bank account. So Anne's going to join us in a moment, and she'll have more details on that. And as always, we'll have more up on our social media streams and website as well. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Shop I-39 Supply in any weather. I-39 Supply's huge indoor showroom and over 200 trailers in stock. Yeti coolers, Vortex optics, and 04 outdoor hunting blinds. I-39 Supply, trailer service and more, I-39Supply.com. As we move forward and business starts to bounce back, Midwest Family Madison is here to help you stay connected to our community. These local businesses are now open. The patio at Ale Asylum is now open for food, beer, and seltzer enjoyment. For food and beer carryout, visit aleasylum.com for no-contact online ordering with curbside pickups. Cheers! Princeton Club is open. All nine locations are open 24 hours. The phased reopening is a strategic and measured approach as your health and safety have always been a priority. Call 608-833-2639 or go to princetonclub.net for more information. Green Owl Wellness, a local manufacturer of CBD products, is open and has a full lineup of locally produced CBD products on their website. Visit greenowlwellness.com. Midwest Family Madison thanks you for your support of local business and encourages you to shop local whenever possible. To see how local businesses are operating today or to add your business to our directory, go to MidwestFamilyMadison.com and click on the Now Open tab. Would it be crazy if you packed your bags and left? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? 
To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit PeaceCorps.gov. Everyone has a bucket list. I just changed mine. When the time comes, I just want to be at home in my own PJs, not in a gown that lets in the breeze. I want my family there and people who care how I live, not just how long. Care on my terms. A grace gave my dad that kind of care. And now I know when I need it, a grace will help. A grace, hospice and palliative care. Just call. A grace will help. If you need to know about farming, then you need to know Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, we are excited to remind you that beginning on Monday, the Wisconsin Department of Revenue, along with the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection, will begin receiving applications for the $50 million in state aid Governor Tony Evers made available, courtesy of the Federal CARES Act. We've been talking about that with Wisconsin Ag Secretary Randy Romanski, and today we want to chat with some of the folks from the Department of Revenue, and that includes Anne DeGarmo, who is with us to Explain a little bit more about the working relationship that got established between DATCAP and DOR. And thanks for checking in. Talk to me a little bit about what you know. Uh, you know, this $50 million was uh, earmarked by a lot of our farm groups. That's what they asked the governor and uh, the senators and representatives for. We got it. And then it became, okay, now how do we get it to Wisconsin farmers in a quick way? The Department of Ag looked to the Department of Revenue because, obviously, you guys are the money folks. How difficult was it to try to put this Wisconsin Farm Support Program together logistically? Thanks, Pam. I'm really excited to be here. Um, You know, when we were looking at uh, doing this program at DATCAP when they approached us, it was absolutely the right call. Um, It definitely made sense for them to come to us. Um, but the obvious challenge with the Department of Revenue administering an agriculture program at, at the risk of sounding very obvious is that the Department of Revenue does taxes and not agriculture. Um, so we were thrilled um, and very excited that DATCAP um, and agriculture stakeholders look to us. Um, the good news about this is that obviously because we do taxes, we have a, a wealth of data that nearly every person in Wisconsin contributes to. Um, we, you know, it, it's a great source of aggregate data, but it, we've administered programs like this before as well. Um, we have our own in-house programmers and a team of customer service folks who are always really eager to help. Um, so this was a very natural fit um, to ensure that this program provided what the industry needs, which is direct payments quickly. Um, We have the institutional knowledge to administer this program. Um, We have tax operations, customer service, technical services, research and policy, who are data folks. Um, And we've done things that are similar to this program before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like you said, then it's just a matter of kind of the lexicon and coming up with the definitions. Did you guys have, like, groups of people? I mean, you obviously just named off the resources, but then were they matched with their counterpart or a, a partner at DATCAP to try to make sure that this was a real functioning program, not just numbers and formulas? Yeah, the governor's office has prioritized from the beginning of this administration connecting the dots, and this program is really a um, function of that. 
So we have been working. It's really been an, uh, an enterprise-wide um, endeavor. There's been pieces that have fallen to the Department of Administration for the very sort of um, specific money parts and where the money's coming from, how we have to get it in the right account so that we can distribute it. Um, we've been working with DATCAP to make sure that we have the right lexicon. They've been absolutely critical in helping us analyze and understand, along with the agricultural stakeholders that we've been in communication with. Um, you know, there's a lot that we can tell from folks' tax, rec- tax records, but there's also a lot that we can't tell. Um, and DATCAP and those stakeholders have been critical in helping us understand those um, nuances about what we might be looking at when we're looking at a farmer's tax information. Um, and how that translates into what's going on in the industry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a lot of folks who are programmers who have been going through and putting together the, the plan for the program and helping us create um, an application that's easy, um, that will be very user-friendly for farmers who are uh, working either by themselves or with their practitioners, CPAs, lawyers to um, fill in the application. Um, and it, it's been a really, really awesome opportunity to work with DATCAP and with other agencies on this program. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, what your general impression was when you heard about all the stakeholders, the Department of Ag, and like you said, others involved. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's not always uh, kumbaya. Sometimes it can be a little territorial, a little adversarial. What What is your sense now that you've gotten a taste of our, our agriculture community, shall we say? Um, I have had a really wonderful um, experience working with folks in the agriculture community. Obviously, um, you know, it's been a really hard year for the last few years and compounded with this pandemic, it's been registered to us loud and clear that this is, you know, the governor's office had this as a priority, this $50 million. Um, And and in a lot of ways, uh, what we heard was resonant that, Farmers needed direct payments, and they needed them quickly. Um, you know, we had to make some hard decisions because we have limited funding, um, and the agriculture stakeholders were really critical in helping us make those decisions. Um, but other than that, we've had a wonderful experience. Folks have been so kind, um, and we are so eager to be helpful and, and ready to get this application up and running on Monday. If you're uh, just joining us, this is Anne DeGarmo from the Wisconsin Department of Revenue, a very critical partner with the Wisconsin Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection on getting that $50 million in direct farm assistance through the Wisconsin Farm Support Program out to all farmers in the state. And yeah, granted, uh, $50 million may not go far when you consider that we've probably got more than 26,000 farms eligible for the payments. But uh, according to the guidelines, Every farm will get, every farm that qualifies will get a minimum of $1,000. And let's talk a little bit more about some of the logistical questions. The application process goes live 7 a.m. on Monday, June 15th and concludes at basically midnight, June 29th. That's a very aggressive time frame for some 26,000 people to try to engage in the system. Let's talk to them a little bit about that application. How long do we expect that it's going to likely take the average farmer to fill it out? That's a great question, Pam. Um, it's probably, it's a, rel- it's a very short questionnaire. Um, as long as you have a couple of items with you, it should be a breeze. 
Um, you're going to want to have your 2019 Schedule F um, and your tax forms. Many, many farmers have filed already, so thank you so much. We have a lot of, there are a lot of reasons for farmers to file early, so that's been great. So we will have that on file. If you have not filed yet, um, please make sure you um, have that form and bring it with you. Again, that's the 2019 schedule, federal Schedule F form. Um, and the number that we're looking for is right on line nine. If you are a business entity, um, you probably don't file a Schedule F form, um, so you'll have to bring uh, your your tax forms, and then there'll you'll be using the calculation method on the federal Schedule F to come up with your gross income from farming. Mm-hmm. Um, so federal Schedule F, keep your um, business taxes with you as well. Um, we're giving the option for either paper checks or direct deposit, so keep your bank account information handy. Um, and be prepared to apply as soon as the window opens. Um, The reason why we had to have such an aggressive timeline is um, we want to make sure that we are depositing every single dollar of this $50 million. Um, And because of that, we are holding the applications to make sure that we can um, allocate this money as responsibly and accurately based on the formula that we've chosen. Um, so it's going to take a little bit of time for our DOR staff to go through review applications. Um, we want to make sure that every single farmer has the opportunity to um, clarify any questions about qualification. There may be some times when your listeners um, get questions from our DOR staff, so we want to make sure that there's a little bit of time to clarify those things so that they can get qualified for the pool. Um, so the earlier that you apply, the, the more time we have to make sure that you make it into that qualifying pool and that there isn't a run-on at the end of the application period, which will take the team a little bit of time to, to get through those, which ultimately means that, you know, our pool is, our, our applicant pool is qual, uh, accurate and also that um, we can get the money out faster. And DeGarmo along with us from the Department of Revenue. The other question that I, I can sense from the audience, Anne, is, okay, so I qualify for this payment. Is it going to be intercepted or taken away from me if I've got delinquent taxes or some other debts? Is is DOR going to snag it before I see it? It is not. Uh, we are not doing interceptions for any types of debt, tax debt, child support, any of those things. And there we have it. Now, listen, folks, I could go on and on with Ann about what's happening with this application process, but the bottom line is the website goes live to begin accepting your applications 7 a.m. Monday, June 15th, absolutely closes midnight on June 29th. Get your paperwork ready. Uh, consult with your CPA, your attorney, your bank advisor, whomever, to make sure that you can expedite your application into the system Hard cap of $50 million available for all farms in Wisconsin. Very great questions. If you've got them, go to revenue.wi.gov, and you'll see Wisconsin Farm Support Program right there at the very top, revenue.wi.gov.